I don't know, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. I, I have nothing to talk about. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. You don't look like you have anything to talk about either. Is this the end of the podcast? Have, have we, have we reached the, the max of our knowledge? Um, <clears throat> who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Zach. Talking to me? I'm talking to you. Okay. I didn't know we were doing eye contact. Right, I'm, I'm going to look at you in the eye now. Okay. I, I know I've been looking at your hair a lot. But I'm, I'm looking at you in the eyes. <laughs> Stop looking at my hair. <laughs> I just, <clears throat> I mean, this two-man operation is just, it's rough. It's a rough two-man operation. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's ever since Naveed had to go to the ICU. I, I just, I don't know what to do. Back from the dead, assholes. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am Terry. <coughs> Make eye contact because <laughs> I'm about to die. Um, hi, I'm Zach. And I'm the currently returned to corporeal form, Naveed. Yes, he is. I just choked on a fry and bit. And this is the lobby boy. I just choked on the nipple of a fry. <laughs> I've never choked on a nipple before. That, you know, Zach. That's a lie. It's, a gr- it's great that, you know, when, you know, we get Naveed back and and you just got to make it all about you and you're, you're choking. <laughs> on the nipple. Zach, stop with your nipple fetish. I don't think that exists. That that exists. No, that doesn't. It exist. is gross. No, because everybody likes it's, nipples. No, no, like it, it's worse than you think. How so? I don't know if I want to say it. Oh, he doesn't know if he wants to say it. It's because so he can give himself time to think of a good reason. So you know what vor is. Yeah, we we can stop right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I thought stop. so. We can stop. Right Holy there. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a wild ride. It has been a wild ride. Sorry, I've been gone. I've uh, yeah, I've been busy. He's been doing college. He's he's doing college and busy. I've I've had COVID. I've been sick. So and I've been busy with my new job. We've all we've all had our own side quests that Mm. we've been doing, but we are now finally back back in the break room. Much like Shaggy said, Shaggy Two Dope said, "Back like a vertebrae." And as Dr. Strange would say from No Way Home, let's Scooby-Doo this shit. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Naveed, um, the past few episodes, uh, Naveed, uh, Zach and I have been uh, carrying the load. So uh, what do you got for us? Let's uh, let's uh, uh, let's see what you got. If it has anything to do with Dracula, Cyberpunk, Vampire the Masquerade. Or anything that's fantasy, you've brought the wrong material because we're talking about um, autobiographies today. Well, Zach, I brought all three of those things, so I'm sorry. Mm. I brought two books with me today. Well, three those, books. Those but, books? But two I'd like to talk about. Okay. Cyberpunk 2020, my favorite edition of Cyberpunk. The second edition? It is the second edition. And Vampire the Masquerade, one of my 
favorite games that wait, I love lore wise. Wait, mm-hmm. you said that's mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2020? That's Cyberpunk 2020. Technically, that would mean that that book's now in retrograde. Yes. Yes. So, where we, guys, we are Cyberpunk. Because that was a year ago. So, yeah. we are Cyberpunk. Yeah. 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 Born dystopia. It's odd that, uh, 2020 cyberpunk dystopian future. <laughs> yeah. It is odd, but you know, this book's fucking amazing. It's got it's got art that I love. It's that old mm-hmm. 80s, 90s RPG book art. Yeah. That looks like it was drawn by some dude in his house while the three other dudes in the same house worked on everything else. I mean, it's got stuff like this lady who's Lots got like sunglasses and sunglasses, and like a geisha haircut and like knives for fingernails. Yeah. She looks lost. Fucking Molly Millions looking bitch. So give us a little background on cyberpunk. So cyberpunk is a tabletop RPG designed by. Well, probably the most uh, famous black RPG designer in the industry, uh, Mike Pondsmith, and this is like a big thing about him. I would probably actually agree with that, Mike Pondsmith. I Mike can't Pondsmith. really think of anybody else. Exactly. <clears throat> and he created this amazing world of cyberpunk. On chicken scratch, of all <laughs> things. It was all it was all based off concepts that he had when uh whenever he was dreaming. He, no. had a re- he had a recurring dream of a of a dystopia, and it was just a there's, slow chicken scratch. There's a lot of chicken scratch project. So I think that a real inception for this would be the Sprawl trilogy from William Gibson. The first of which is Neuromancer. And Zach, I just gave you that book after um so a fun little side anecdote. I'll let you uh, talk um, on that one. We just had our Lobby Boys Christmas uh, just this past Saturday, and um, it's funny because. Uh, Naveed's gift that he got from me, which was supposed to be the Majora's Mask and linked to the past uh, manga series, um, was he was delivered to his house with water damage. He ordered a replacement that also came in with water damage. <laughs> and I'm like, I, he was I like, I can't give you your not. gift, Zach, because it has water damage. I'm like, just bring it in so I can at least see what it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that has water damage. It, it's not even like a thing where it's like slight. Like, it's a thing where you look at it and it's like, I, you can't even read that. It looks like some like sweaty little five-year-old boy was like spitting <laughs> all over the pages. It, it it looks like somebody dipped it in a, a bucket of water and then threw it in the package and melted out. Yeah, based because the package what was assholes. Package assholes. was dry. Mm-hmm. That's the weird thing. It's the box package. was dry as fucking bones. Dry, but the book just came with water damage. I don't know. But this has a lot of elements from several cyberpunk sources, mostly from, based on Gibson's stuff with the the style over substance, heavily corporation run stuff. But there's some stuff that I saw from other things. In fact. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the the uh, the role, which is their word for classes, of solo, straight from Appleseed. If you've heard of it, which is a mm-hmm. very famous cyberpunk manga. Uh, I forget the guy who made it, but um, he basically was the father of the look of uh cyberpunk stuff. He made Ghost in the Shell. He made Appleseed. He made uh, Dominion. If you've heard of that, but yeah, I get down with some Dominion. Dominion's cool. 
Android shit tanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Android tanks. No, just androids and tanks. But this book, very much a great source. Um, recently, uh, a new edition came out, Cyberpunk Red, and the game Cyberpunk 2077 both came out last year. And Cyberpunk Red's a kind of a in between 2020 and it is it's okay. literally the bridging gap between those two yeah it's red it takes place in 2045 mm. that's a little more future yeah it's a little more future i haven't looked into it into it but i have looked a bit into it it's pretty cool but i like this one a lot more it's got that more grungy uh 80s hair it's got more of metal. a um like homemade look it so does so is cyberpunk red just like 90s style now cyberpunk red's more like early 2000s uh style no it's more it's high more gloss. like recent it's a high gloss if you've seen the game high gloss it's like uh it's not as 80s as this is there's like nokia phones and all that stuff <laughs> they do have uh flip phones in this too though i will say which are making a comeback which are and i love it i the, i do the I, new galaxy has their own flip phone that they launched and it's Garbage. Kind of cool. Also, risque art garbage. as always. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that was that was funny there. Well, the screen's terrible on it, and uh, I mean, apparently the center of it where it folds, that's where it's going to wear out. I it's I mean it's yeah. In, I never said that I wanted to buy it. I just it's said it looks insanely cool. thin. Like I that spot. Well, you know, you can you can believe what you want. Alt Cunningham. Hmm. Oh, uh, you find Johnny Silverhand in here. Since he just keeps showing us all these cheesecake photos. Look at the Skip to the dessert, man. But the game it runs on. I forget what the system is, but it's this PlayStation really, and Xbox. Haha! Oh. But it's this really neat uh, system that's in a lot of uh, different um, games for. Uh, uh our tells Lorian games and this is mainly their earlier games not like the witcher or, or uh some of their newer stuff but this is a system that was found in everything from uh this to mecton to um i'm trying to think of what it was called a uh, teenagers from outer space or something like that but it was like their so mecton was like their gundam rpg but that is like their fucking weird slice of life anime alien RPG. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's odd and it looks fun. But this game, I love it because it's got all these details and stuff like attractiveness, cool, and your reflexes. Like that's all stuff that's like key in all of this. And how it ro- how it rolls is you take a D10, you roll that, and you add that plus your First, your stat and your skills for whatever you're rolling for. That's it. That's it. Done. And then it's got like all this rad gear and like cyberware and stuff. It's got some fun cyberware. Some of it's cosmetic. Some of it's like stuff you can use. Like if you want, you can have chrome skin or gold skin or you could have an eye that like shoots lasers. Tell tell them the best part about it. Mr. Stud? No, no. (laughs) Actually, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, the Mr. Stud. Yeah, the Mr. Tell Stud. Tell about the Mr. Stud. The Mr. Man. Stud is basically a male enhancement of basically, cyberware. It is the 
male enhancer. It is the male enhancer. And I was playing Cyberpunk 2077 because I was on a kick for Cyberpunk uh, two weeks ago. And I saw an ad for Mr. Stud and I was like, son of a bitch, there it is. <laughs> it's also got uh, something from Johnny Mnemonic, the short story and the movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, mono wire thumb, if you remember the uh, Yakuza assassin in that, mm-hmm. would pull his thumb and I like a laser whip. That's something you can have in this. You can have claws that come out. You can have Wolverine claws. You can look like an animal. Sky's the limit whenever it comes to cyberware in this game, honestly. Which is actually where the human race is currently going. Yeah, sort of. To this guy. But it's cool because how this all came about was um, it all starts in about 1991 in the game. Mm-hmm. This is an alternate history game. But um, it's after the Wu Tai War. No, this was a war that was started um, in Colombia, I believe. Yeah, it's after the Wu Tai War when the uh, when the soldiers. Um, well, no, that's Final Fantasy. I keep going. So basically, before I was interrupted, uh, <laughs> uh, basically the U.S. was having a war on drugs, and it became a literal war where they were sending people down to Colombia and stuff. They made a bio. Uh, uh, bio plague that took rid that got rid of all opiate based and um coca based uh, plants so, like that decimated the um industries for a lot of countries in reaction what happened was is a cartel nuked new york basically and this sort of set up a retaliation and just fucked up the whole us making it a split apart chaotic system in the midst of all this, a man called, I believe it was Richard Knight, was developing a city called, which beforehand was not called Knight City, but he was building this city, which would be a free city state where anyone could come and live in this semi-utopia. Now, before he could complete this, a lot of corporations felt a bit threatened and killed him, but his dream was kept somewhat alive, and it became the main setting for the cyberpunk game. Play anywhere, but it's Night City is always the core. This uh, this sounds a lot like the plot of Tron. I mean, Tron is a semi-cyberpunk movie. Oh my god, a cyberpunk! Oh my god, cyberpunk is ripped off Tron. Yeah, that's sad. I mean. <laughs> In that sense, Tron ripped off Philip K. Dick because he is the grandfather of cyberpunk. He did write to Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. But eventually, 2013 was a more was where the uh, game started out in a very chaotic uh, society. A lot of it was um, more game-based ba- in uh, Night City, but eventually it transitioned into 2020 where it's a lot slicker but still rough and a lot more corporation-based. And more espionage. It's less that and more edge running, where you basically play as someone who lives in the city trying to keep alive and not get bogged down in some boring office job. Compton. I mean, they do technically (laughs) have... Maybe not the office job part. (laughs) They do have this area in the city called the combat zone, though. It can... um... Can you play as a role in in cyberpunk where you just like just go to work 
for eight hours a day and then just like go home. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, can That'd be you, very funny. Can you just avoid <laughs> conflict and just be a normal citizen? <laughs> no, no, no. I got it. Uh, it'd be great to do some kind of mundane RPG where <laughs> you're you're an office and you got to deal with office stuff. Just 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 call the game nine to five. So <laughs> just call it nine to five. And, and <laughs> you can have like, well, um, uh, uh, Carl, do you want to go on a 15 minute break with me? Uh, I don't know. Um, why don't you uh, roll for initiative and we'll, we'll see what your numbers roll, are. Roll a persuasion check. Basically. Go on break. In early. this in night city, huge metropolis city with a corporate center with all these towers, including. Unfortunately, the, this is a audio podcast. Uh, I'm explaining it while showing you guys, and I'm okay. explaining it. So basically, sprawling, huge city with a center that just has all these corporations. Down in South Night City is an area called the Combat Zone. Combat Zone, basically, you step in there, you're likely to get ganked by a clown. Mm. Oh, oh, just like I a have clown. that problem all the time. A clown, a, kill, a killer clown, not from outer space. Because my favorite gang in this game is called the Bozos. It's just psychotic clowns so they give anything including uh, a grenade for a nose it's con- it's confirmed in, in the cyberpunk universe idolization of Joaquin Phoenix has gone too far <laughs> <laughs> they have their they have their own game now <laughs> yeah it it's amazing i've though. seen that there's some really cool artwork though for that gang uh, for the bozos yeah there's some really cool artwork for Futuristic clowns, who knew, right? Dude, there's like anyone who has a has a chance, like if you can pick up this book. It's about 25 bucks on uh Amazon right now. Last I saw. If you can spare a few. If you can spare a few, get it, uh play it, look if at it, use it as a, use it as a uh a resource for lore and stuff. Just it, don't use it as a coaster. <laughs> don't use it as a coaster, indeed. Seriously though, it's not that big of a book. I used to think that it was going to be bigger. It's, no, it's, it's, so. pretty, it's pretty streamlined. It's 230 pages, I believe. And that's like doing everything. Mm-hmm. And literally everything from a rundown of the lore to rules to roles to all this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. To how the city works. I like this a lot more than several books explaining lore. I'd rather one core book that explains everything. And you just use that. Mm-hmm. You can do that, and that's key. And I think that uh, one game that does that well is Vampire the Masquerade, because they have one uh, core rulebook for their recent edition, mm-hmm. and they had one back then. This is an excellent game, Vampire the Masquerade transition here. Mm-hmm. It was a niche title for a long time. <clears throat> it was a niche title. It was a pretty niche game. But it is something that has influenced several movies and shows like underworld for example has a mm-hmm. lot of bases uh, <laughs> underworld had a lawsuit <laughs> really yeah there was a lawsuit between uh, the makers of vampire masquerade damn i didn't know that white wolf sued uh underworld yeah damn that's crazy oh yeah they, they it's it's great though because this is a very versatile game that has some very set lore in like it's a nice humanization of monsters, and that's what a lot of <gasps> World of Darkness stuff is. 
Vampires are not monsters. They are. They literally, uh, give me one second here and I can find it. They do talk about them as monsters. Because uh, in the beginning of the book, while you're reading through, uh, there is something that basically says you are playing a monster, but don't you you yourself become a monster. It's like, don't be an asshole, just play the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't give a fuck about how many more roles you think you've done <laughs> than me. I'm running this game, man. It's cool, though, because I like the storyteller system. They had a confidential settlement. So uh. that means... <laughs> they gave up. That means they gave a lot of money. They gave a lot of money. Um, no wonder they came out with so many new games. Do we want to talk about the TV show? I'll touch on Kindred the Embraced in a bit. Okay. Okay. Because that's a mess. Yes and no. No, there's no yes and no. Yes it's and just, no. Yes, it's a mess. Trust me. Trust me. Your mother and I watched that show. We love that show. <sighs> it's got the one thing I hate whenever they do in vampire shows, which they make it to where vampires can be in the daylight. And I know that's a thing that Dracula could do, but it's a thing I do not like. Yes and no. Because you don't like vampires being able to go out in the daylight? No. It's like one of the limiting things in this game. It's literally like a thing of like, it doesn't matter what generation you are. You go in the sun, you're fucked. But yet Blade is one of the most popular vampire stories. Out he there. is not a full vampire. But he he is a vampire though. He might be a half breed. He's got all their strengths and but none of the weaknesses. <laughs> a vampire. But most importantly, what Blade has going for him so, so that is reminds that he's Wesley me. Snipes. Recently... In uh, Vampire the Masquerade, in their newest edition, there's this uh, group of vampires called Thin Bloods. And these are vampires, which I call reverse blades, where they have none of the strengths, but all of the weaknesses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Vampire the Masquerade has 13 clans. I'm going to run through them here. If you give me one second to pull up the uh, key image that's on uh, the website. Because I do love the clans. Let me just specify vampire clans. Because they've got so many interesting clans. And I'll tell my favorite clans, of course. They have the Banu Hakim. You know what my favorite clan is. Do you? I'll tell you. We can you, go you know, you know what my favorite clan is, though. No. Okay, well, you do. But you forgot, so it's okay. It's Gangrel. No. <laughs> Maybe no? you don't. Maybe you don't. I guess never. Uh, there's the Bruja, who are these sort of rebellious vampires. It's Bruja. That's my favorite. It's Bruja. Yeah, Sorry. it's Bruja. There's the Gangrel, which are the more bestial vampires. I do like the Gangrel. Hecata, which are necromancers. La Sombra, which are vampires that can control shadow. It's also a salsa. <laughs> there's the Malkavians, which are fortune tellers and insane. The Ministry, which are a cult of sorts. Nosferatu. Name's pretty explanatory. Yep. Ugly Sp as hell. SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Ravnos, which are nomad vampires. Ravioli. Salubri, which are three-eyed vampires. Celebi, Pokemon. Toreadors, which are more fanciful. Uh, the uh, sin of life sort of vampires. Pantaloons, move on. Tremere, which are blood witches. Premier. Zemisi, which are dragons. Zendaya. Well, to specify uh, with Zemisi, they look 
So they can manipulate flesh, basically make flesh golems. But the whole thing is, is that they must collect and have an obsession with one singular thing or something related to that singular thing. I, I played one of those ones and my vampire had a hyper had a hyper fixation on wrapping paper. <laughs> I mean, you could. It's like just like right, just wrapping paper. And the last one is Ventru, which are vampires. That's whole thing is uh, ruling others. Fuck Ventru. Fuck the Ventru. Nobody plays Ventru. Oh, people play Ventru. Yeah, n- n- nobody. Yeah, you don't know because uh, you guys. Well, we could play a game sometime. Yeah. But anyway, all these uh, clans operate in this world, and they're all kindred but also known as Cainites because they are all children of Cain. Yes, that Cain. Because his curse in this game was to wander the earth and for his children to be stuck as fighting, bickering beings who could live forever and be all-powerful but can never truly band together. And that is their curse, isn't, amongst other curses. Isn't God so nice? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we go, if we look into the world of darkness, it could be several things, even a giant worm to mages. Well, demons. and uh, most of the principles in Vampire the Masquerade are based on the Old Testament principles of the Bible anyway. You know, yeah. the the version of the Bible where, you know, God wouldn't, he was he was going through yeah. his, God was going through his emo phase. Because there are a few key rules that they have to follow. I'm gonna see if I can find them here. I think they're actually in that. Well, uh, yeah, they should be. I don't I don't know what page though. Uh page forty seven, maybe. Check the appendix. <laughs> That's where I was. Were you in the appendices? No, my, my mom had appendicitis. I had uh, no, I didn't have appendicitis. I said my mom had appendicitis. I said I, I thought I had appendicitis, but I in fact no. did not have okay. appendicitis. I found it on page fifty-one because there are six traditions. Yes, yeah, the traditions. Yeah, go ahead. Read. First tradition is the masquerade, which is basically no one outside of kindred society must know that vampires exist. Granted, werewolves and a lot of other supernatural beings know, but they also have their own. Werewolves are so stupidly fucking powerful in vampires. Oh, they are. And it it makes sense why. Like anybody that is like thinking about getting into Vampire the Masquerade and for any point in time you piss off your game master and they for some reason give you an encounter with a werewolf. um, One, what did you say to them? Two, how fat did you call them? And three, you might as well should just rip your character sheet up because werewolves are so fucking overpowered in Vampire the Masquerade. It's like, it's like, um, it's like, it's like taking a shower with your socks on. You're not supposed to do it. Period. That's it. That that reminds me uh, that there is a new edition of Werewolf the Apocalypse coming out, uh, hopefully within the next two years. And I'm excited. Wait, really? Really? Like. New revised ruling and all that. Yeah, like in the same uh, Werewolf 5th edition is coming. Also Hunter, but. I knew there was a new game coming. Yeah, Hunter the Reckoning. Like, yeah, video game? No, book. No, like there's a a video game coming. Yeah, there's a Werewolf video game. No. (laughs) No, like there's another one coming. Another Werewolf video game. Yeah, there's another Werewolf video game coming. I just didn't know. No. 
Okay, because that came out. We don't know the title yet. He's just in development. I just don't know if that was coming out before the book was. The second tradition, the domain, which is basically respect whoever's house you're in. (laughs) That's a funny one. The progeny, which is you can't make other vampires without someone else's permission first. Embrace? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The accounting, which means you're in charge of those fuck-ups that you create. Hospitality, which means if anyone comes into your house, you gotta be nice to them. You have to host. And sixth, destruction, which is you are not allowed to just kill anyone of your kind randomly. And breaking any of these rules is in light of an immediate and swift Execution. Final death. That could be anything from decapitation to burning alive. You know, vampires are actually kind of easy to kill in this game. Oh, yeah. It They're made sh- of glass. One, one shotgun blast the face and that's going to take him out. Shattered. Vampire. Well, vampires in general are, are, depending on what universe you're looking into, they're, they're pretty much glass cannons. I mean, yeah. they're pretty simple to kill. It's just... You know, the killing part that's tough to do because normally they kill you before you can kill them. Some stuff is easy to heal for them, but fire bad. And a shotgun blast in the face. I'm sorry. Like literally in this game, there is a thing of if you look at a large fire, you have to roll to make sure that your primal urges don't make you run away. To the fire or away from the fire? Away from the fire, of course. <laughs> Run, towards running the into fire. the fire. Wow, I'm scared just be that like, fire better go towards it. Well, I mean, you know, there's plenty of people that's like, oh, shiny object. And they go running for it. I wouldn't you know? necessarily oh, call Zemisi. fire shiny. <laughs> My favorite clans in this game, though, are probably the Nosferatu, the Zemisi, and the Malkavians. Zach, here's our Bruja and... You had to choose the top three. Top three? Top three. Bruja's my top. I mean, like, I've loved Bruja for, like, years. I'm between Zemisi and Nosferatu for my favorite. If I had to choose the top three, I mean, Bruja, Zemisi. I love Zemisi. And um, (laughs) as much as I fucking hate the virtue, they have some... They have some pretty crazy traditions. Yeah. They're kind of like insane. And that's I have a that's my subtle um liking for the for the Ventru is that like they're insanely fucking batshit crazy, but they're interesting. I, I think you mean the Malkavians are batshit crazy. Uh yeah, Malkavians are crazy. I think I mean I think the Ventru are pretty crazy. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, we'll get into that semantic layer, but characters in this game are pretty, pretty interesting um, because you have not only clan disciplines and uh, flaws, which is this thing that all clan that all members of a clan have, for example, uh, for Zemisi, um, your flaw, your uh, clan flaws are uh, basically that. If you see something in a room and you fail a certain like a certain role, 
you must have that item to add to your collection by the end of the scene. And at night, before you go to rest, you must be surrounded by an item of your obsession. That could be anything from a cult to a type of ground that you were born in, like Dracula basically is as a Misi. Yeah. Literally in the game, Dracula exists. Straight straight up Dracula. And I, I think from a from a gameplay standpoint of of playing Masquerade, um, one thing that really frustrates me, and I think probably my biggest pet peeve about the game, whether it's running it or playing it with other people, it's that people in some way, shape, or form try to deviate from the foundations that you have to follow as playing as a clan member you don't have to follow them exactly like for example you there are certain principles that you do have to you do have to, to have these certain things yeah. yeah like zamisi they don't have to be these crazy looking uh flesh bending monsters but you know they kind of have to be collectors and hoarders of items well that's what i'm saying the sense that like i yeah that's the clan compulsion and bane yeah like i've been around i have in fact been around Zamisi players well not like players but like I have there has been an instance where for some reason you just want to argue with your game master it's like why do I have to have that thing it's, it's like well that's part of what you're doing that's um, it's part of the character it, it's just there's certain things that, granted you don't have to follow them to the letter but there are things yeah. that you have to respect mm -hmm. as what you are playing as as you know that's a promise to your character and these are things that are usually from a bestial failure in a situation which is either you can fuck up and tear someone in half without wanting to or you have to follow your clan bane which like i said for the uh for the azamisi uh, is that you have to have an item in the room that relates to your collection mm -hmm. this can even be people yeah yeah exactly like I like I have a fascinating obsession um with like you have a fascinating obsession? I have an obsession with your obsession is fascinating. Have you ever had a fascinating I have an obsession, obsession with collecting RPG books. It's become a problem. I have an obsession with like free stuff. Like I have so many free video games. Like stuff that's offered to be free. Uh-huh. It's like whether I know what it is or I like it, I'm like, oh, free game. You <gasps> I forgot a game yesterday. Damn it. <laughs> Epic Games has a free game every day, and I get the one yesterday. Every day? Epic uh, every day. Free game? Yeah. Oh, my God. You monster. <laughs> how, many, how many games do you have there? Now? I don't know. I have a lot. So there are <laughs> two main... Oh, Naveed, or what's that screeching? Is that you getting us back on track? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there are three main sects in uh, Vampire the Masquerade. There are the Camarilla, the Anarchs, and the Sabbat. The Camarilla are called the Ivory Tower, and that's the basically the set in the old ways, um, prudish old vampires who just want to sit in one place and not really essentially it's just break the rules. It's just an embodiment of a retirement home, and they're an incredibly it's, boring. They are the worst, and they're the most like old-fashioned of any group mm -hmm. then there's the anarchs which are the cooler vampires that sort of do whatever they want without breaking traditions of course but they do whatever they want within reason those are the twilight vampires no 
No. Yeah. No. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Those are 100%. Stop. Stop. It would be interesting to have like, you just like a one shot movie, you know, short, whatever of like different vampires from different uh, uh, movies and TV shows, comics and all that. Just that, you know, just, just to play around, see what happens. There are, I'm going to set you both on fire. No, I'm serious. Naveed, they're either the vampires from Twilight or they're the vampires from that Key and, Pe- Key and Peel sketch. That's That sketch is more fitting because that's... Which was inspired from Twilight. So back to my original point of the Twilight <laughs> vampires being the air. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, so hey, the Sabbat. Anyway, so the Sabbat. The Sabbat, which are the cult-minded sort of fucked up vampires. And these are the vampires that they think, no, we shouldn't hide behind our rules and all that. Vampires should be ruling the world. And they're the ones who typically, while still hiding in shadow, will cause mayhem and fuck with things. Those are the ones that more often than not get their heads pulled off. Yes, those are the ones who it's like, oh, if you see them, go go for it. Because believe it or not, Anarchs are actually kind of cowards. For as being cool as they are. Anarchs do try to not kill as often, but they also basically they just like sex and partying and it's basically we don't want to be at odds with the world's problems. We want to live our own lives as we want. And lots of leather pants. Just like Twilight vampires. They more wore jeans. Tight jeans. So back to my thing. Yeah, they did wear a lot of skinny jeans. Mm -hmm. Back to what vampires? Back to my thing with having all the different vampires. Would the Twilight vampires be like the the kids that like get shoved off to the side of the room? Like, yeah. Well, there is a clan like that, and they're called the Thin Bloods. Nobody fucking likes Thin Bloods because Thin Bloods suck. Fair enough. I don't know. I think Twilight vampires would be a little bit more stronger than Thin Bloods. Yeah, they'd probably be like Ventru or Toriadors. I, I think some of the Daybreaker vampires would probably be more Thin Bloods because that is supposed to be more like just human-oriented, just people that are just vampires. Yeah, so because... the Daybreaker vampires would probably fit more under the Thin Blood rank. Yeah, because vampires, Thin Blood vampires, like I said, they don't really have all the strengths. It's... They're just a vampire. They're very underpowered. They just have the title of vampire. Because basically, unlike most vampires, if I remember correctly, Thin Bloods can't really use disciplines. These are powers that uh, clans in Vampire the Masquerade have. Like this is things that make you faster than uh, sight. These are things that make you um, melt and mold flesh. These are things that make you turn your blood into acid. And actually, from a lore standpoint, Thin Bloods can actually kill themselves. Try to use disciplines. Yeah, they're just, they're just not strong enough to do it. So instead, what Thin Bloods do is they do blood alchemy. Now, okay, which is blood, actually kind of blood cool. alchemy is actually pretty fucking yeah, that, sweet. That is kind of cool. Some of the stuff that you can do in the game with blood alchemy, it, it's it's grotesque and unethical. Like you can float. But who cares about ethics when you're alchemy. playing as a vampire? So yeah, mm. I mean, not some vampires. Did you know that? Uh, John, apparently, if I remember this correctly, Al Capone is a vampire in this game. Interesting. 
Why does that sound familiar? I think he is. I think it was in the recent Chicago by Night book, I think. A book I still have yet to get. Hint. I think Al Capone is a vampire. <laughs> get it on drugs or RPG. Yeah. It's either... But Vlad Tepes um, is Dracula. Yes. He is alive. Yes. And he is shunned by everyone because he had Bram Stoker write the book Dracula. Yes. And it's either it's either Al Capone or Jamie Foxx. Oh, or Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler would make an interesting vampire. And, or Kevin James. No. A comedian that I would want to see as a vampire would probably be. No, I take that back. I'll, All right, I, so I we're going to move on here. Sean Connery as a vampire. Anyway, the dice system anyway. in this game is pretty cool. Basically, it's a thing of depending on how many dots you have in a, in a stat. And how many dots you have in a skill, you combine those numbers, but you also add what's called hunger dice. Mm -hmm. Hunger dice are basically dice you get from how hungry you are, from how how much blood you haven't drank. It's bad and good. It is bad. Like, it's not even a good thing. It's bad. No, I've had good shit happen. Hunger dice, though, it's usually a thing of you add that, that makes your rolls riskier. So say you're rolling to fight someone. You fail, but you have a bestial failure. That means you can accidentally kill that person without wanting to actually kill that person. And then you can get a knock at the door the next morning. And guess what? It's the sheriff of vampires. This is a real sheriff of vampires. Which is a thing. This is a real thing. This is a thing that happens. The sheriff of, uh, of the vampires can come in, bring you to the council, and the council's like, fuck you, and then you get your head chopped yeah, off with they, a giant sword. The, the sheriffs quite literally come up to you, and they're like, stop. You've uh, <clears throat> violated the law. That That's what happens. That's literally Which is, what It's happens. literally how it happens. That's how <laughs> that's it exactly happens. exactly what happens. And that's if you're lucky. If you're not lucky, then a blood hunt is um, started oh. and everyone is allowed to come after you and kill you. Fun fact, you don't want to be on the tail end of a blood hunt. No, you don't. I I, I think it's a fun to hunt other people. It's not fun to get hunt. hunted. Though. No, it isn't. Because it's you fairly think about it, easy to get hunted down. Because that could be hundreds of kindred in one city, possibly coming in from other cities, coming after you. And considering that the legal bounds go out the window during a blood hunt because that individual vampire that's being hunted is no longer considered to be within the circle. So no, and they're pretty much just like, yeah, anything that you can do to kill him, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Because, and that's usually for people who break like a heavy rule, like the masquerade. Like the masquerade is like the one thing you, you don't, don't break. You don't go above the masquerade. You do not. At least, unless you're a sabbat, which no one gives a fuck. <laughs> I mean, they, have their, I, yeah, they yeah. have their own rules, but I don't know. I haven't gotten the sabbat book yet, which would also be pretty cool to get. You want to explain to the audience about some of the loopholes in the masquerade? There. What are the loopholes, Zach? About the Holy Bible? What do you mean? The Holy Bible that is allegedly left in Cain's coffin. Cain isn't dead. There's a Holy Bible in the coffin. But, but Cain isn't dead. 
No, he's not. But there is a Bible in the coffin. He, he wanders around the earth. Watching his children from afar. <laughs> David, I retract that statement. That's actually from Ministry of Cain, which is actually uh, not a game. It is, in fact, a book. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, I was like... Uh, good, bo- uh, good book, by the way. What are you talking uh, about? Ministry of Cain, good book. I'll leave that another time. It reminds me of that one of Henry Rollins' movie where uh, he's Cain. Mm-hmm. There's also a game, too. Um, Which a remake was made uh, about Lilith. Okay. Which apparently is good. That's, which I have that's been, good too. Which I have been okay. thinking about the entirety of this conversation, and I cannot remember the name of the game. It was a PS2 game. And I can't remember what it was. Was it Vampire the Redemption? What's that? Vampire the Redemption? No, 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 no. Just keep talking. I'm going to look it up because I'm going to go crazy. Anyhow. Yeah, so you have uh, different powers and abilities as a vampire. And Legacy of Cain. That's Legacy of Cain. Oh, that sounds familiar. Try to remember that one. I just flipped to a random page and just remembered this really big thing in Vampire the Masquerade, which is the Second Inquisition. Mm. So basically, the reason why the Masquerade. Nobody expects a Second Inquisition. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, from a realistic standpoint. Basically, yeah. what happened originally was the first Inquisition. And the first Inquisition was this group of humans who found out that vampires are real and are manipulating people. And they were like, hey, let's go kill these guys. So they started a mass ex- uh, killing of vampires. And basically, that was like, okay, vampires, uh, you got to stop fucking with people. And then when the second was the Inquisition that came in because what happened was 9-11. And a bunch of vampires were like, hey, there's this thing where you can call in and tell uh, the government that someone is actually a terrorist. I can kill a lot of enemies that way. So they started like calling like the NSA, CIA, all these like different people. I'm like, hey, this person might be a terrorist. Go kill them. And like, so like these... Vampires kept getting killed and all that. And then eventually um, the NSA uh, was like, the hell? And they got access. Still call back here. And they got access to what was called the Shreknet. The Shreknet was basically the vampire internet. Because internet was a thing that vampires were starting to use once it came around. So they created their own sort of like domain and all that, that only they could access Shreknet named after Max Shrek, who played Nosferatu or Count Orlok. And I loved that whenever I found out about it, but basically Shrek, Shrek, shut up, Zach Shrek. (laughs) Who's your favorite black yellow hunter? What'd you just say? Who is your favorite black yellow hunter? I um I know. I you just said who's your favorite blackie? <laughs> <laughs> and that was about I was, who's your favorite blackie? I was tell me your favorite up. blackie. I need to know ah, your favorite yeah. blackie. Naveed, do you have a favorite blackie? Please no. tell. I'm not answering this goddamn question. Um, uh, okay. Well, okay, we'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Naveed, so, who is your favorite blackula hunter? I forget his fucking name. I know who you mean from Venture Brothers. Yeah. 
Jefferson Twilight. Jefferson Twilight. No, it was Jefferson Midnight, wasn't it? No, Twilight. Twilight? Oh. He, he just hunts black Yeah. <laughs> they're like... What? He uses black guys. They're guy, like, yeah. you, you hunt African-American vampires? You, uh, not all vampires are American, uh, but uh, all black are black, so they're black They're not... I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but what's funny is he collects their teeth. Like he he like rips their teeth out. <laughs> did you did you know that? Um, okay, all right. Well, before I, I I bring this up, who was the 16th president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln? Yes. In his earlier years, was a vampire hunter. Yes, Abraham they Lincoln. They made an auto. They made a nonfiction movie about it, this. Yeah. Uh, can, I brought can this I up talk, to my mom once. Can I talk about? What happened with the Second Inquisition? The yeah, the Blackulas. Yeah, we're gonna go. Shut up. So <laughs> basically, Second Inquisition was this thing where the government was like, "Oh, vampires are real." So like certain sects, like uh, the NSA, CIA, were like, "Okay, we're gonna hunt these guys down." Yeah, the masquerade was Some almost of the, compromised. Yeah. Almost compromised. Basically, they they basically were like, "We're not gonna bring this to light because we'll we'll freak a bunch of people out." So basically, they they started a a secret war against the vampires. And the Second Inquisition is this big boogeyman that uh, is killing all vampires no matter what. And fucking just started like slaughtering vampires because they found them on the internet. So basically, all vampires were like, okay, no more internet. No more connections like that. No, no more online uh fucking presence just stay off of there and then there are some vampires which were like hey i don't know about that one and that most of them went to the anarchs because the anarchs are but like hey ease on it you can still have it but ease on it you know the camarilla was more like no cut all ties with people just you're a vampire now make a new identity basically live on your own or someone else. Keep your TikTok to a minimum, guys. They're on the watch. But some vampires do dance on that line where they do still keep a presence, even though they are a vampire, and it's very much a risk. But the big thing that happened that has caused a sort of uh, split more so than there was before with Anarchs and Camarilla was what happened in Prague. What happened in Prague basically is a bunch of Bruja and all Bruja collectively left the Camarilla. A bunch of Bruja went to Prague where there was a council of Camarilla and killed basically everyone there. And these were big figures too, like some ancient vampires. And it was led by this one guy. I forget his name, but he was like, he had a book about him uh, with the clan novels. The vampire clan. I novels. need to put things on hold here for a second. Okay. It's great having the feedback. Continue. Okay. So basically, <laughs> Prague happens, uh, and the Camarilla's like, what the fuck? And the Anarchs are like, um, um, fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. And then they left and were like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? But yeah, that was a thing that happened in 2012 for vampires mm. in Prague. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. Cool. Now, there is a documentary. I believe it is still on Amazon. 
I'd have to look. I think so, but it's sort of about the development of this in uh, the other World of Darkness mm-hmm. uh, books, and that's anything from Mage the Ascension, Hunter the Reckoning, World of the Apocalypse. It, it goes Wraith, into the the culture of it. Wraith the Oblivion. That. It's a pretty cool documentary. Uh, Mummy. Yeah. Changeling. Demon. I'm trying to remember the other ones, but I just remembered Mummy was a thing and nobody liked Mummy. But yeah, Vampire the Masquerade. Good stuff. So glad to really? see it become popular now. I'm glad that is uh, having more light brought to it. And one reason for that is that there is a uh, show from Geek and Sundry of a live play called LA by Night. I've been listening to that and it's pretty good. I do recommend anyone to check out LA by Night is on Spotify, but YouTube's are on YouTube. They mostly stream episodes. I believe they just finished their fifth season, so I don't know if they're coming out the sixth season. But wasn't Jerusalem by Night another source material for Masquerade? Maybe there's a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East right now with Gehenna. Yeah, with the Middle East is quite popular in Vampire. It is Actually, because yeah. that's where Cain came from. So a lot yeah. of a lot yeah. of the elders are going there to you know, shake a lot things of up. ancient vampires in the Middle East. A lot of them. And this is like anywhere from like fifth generation to seventh generation. If uh, if you ever have <clears throat> maybe um, fourth generation. If you're a vampire and you ever have the opportunity to to see Cain walking about. Um your thing uh, shit's about to hit the fan. Give him the give him the big middle finger. Now, if Kane is around, shit is going to hit the fan. Yeah, you really don't want to see you, Kane. You don't want Kane. You really don't want to see Kane. There. Because, again, anywhere he goes in Vampire the Masquerade. Chaos ensues. Chaos ensues. Which was, which is actually, a, it's, 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 a, it's pretty much an inside joke with, with the mask, not only the Masquerade, but the entire vampire community that, like, Kane is a, it's a bad omen. Like, oh, if you've seen Kane, then. I don't know, buddy. Might not be here tomorrow. You might not. So the documentary is called... Antideluvian might show up, and nobody wants an antideluvian to show up. Mm -mm. The documentary is called World of Darkness. It's from 2017. Currently, as we're recording this, you can buy it. Well, you can rent it on uh, Amazon for 99 cents or buy it for $2.99. It's on Tubi. It's on Voodoo with ads. It's on... uh, IMDb TV with ads. Not ads. No ads, man. Yes. Uh, it's the worst part of so watching. 99 Columbo. cents isn't bad just to rent it. No, it's not a worthwhile documentary to learn about this because it, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that's great about Vampire is that um, it shows the vampires in a modern light mm-hmm. that isn't 30 Days of Night. And I do love 30 Days of Night, of course, but I do like. Well, well what's cool about 30 somewhere. Days of Night is they're actual monsters. Yeah. No, that's it's one of the great parts. But I will say one of my favorite vampire movies is interview with the vampire mm. it's a very good movie it's pretty cool it's a little it's a little homoerotic for me i love it i'm just kidding i no, no it's a pretty cool movie no it is very gay um, it, I, it, it does have a lot of gay in the best way and i love it homosexual undertones but uh those men loved each other <laughs> i like the i love the vampire's assistant that's that's great too i haven't seen that one it's on netflix i'll have to check it out at least it was on Netflix. I think it still is. I don't know. It was at one but, time. <laughs> um, 
bring <laughs> that brings me to a one thing of Anne Rice, who wrote not only uh, the vamp- uh, the Vampire Chronicles and several other novels, which are amazing, well written, uh, very character based in their underground societies of monsters, died recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, really? Died at the age of eighty, yeah. and it is. 80. I didn't realize how old she was. I was just I'm yeah. so used to just like Anne Rice from the eighties. Yeah, she wrote a lot of books, and yeah. without her, we probably wouldn't have uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Maybe. Yeah. There's there's a lot in her books that uh, there a lot of modern stuff is taken from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun fact, though, um, the modern vampire would also not be around without Salem's Lot. Yeah. That brought uh, vampires back to a light where they were scary again. Mm. Interesting. She yeah. brought the human factor to them. Even though some of the uh, the TV movie could be considered hokey now, it's still pretty solid for, for what it is. I have not seen it yet. I need to. Um, I, I was going to get it one one time. But uh, um, by the time you were old enough that would be cool to watch it, you were working and busy with all kinds of stuff. So we don't watch the Rob Lowe remake, though. I heard it's terrible. Um, I heard it's okay. Anybody going to talk about? A- there is another one coming out. I did hear that. Yeah. Anybody going to talk about another figure that just recently passed away? Well, beginning of the year, but Janet Mouse voice actress of esteemed lady Demirescu from Resident Evil Village. It's Dimitrescu. No. Um, passed away. She at died? Colon cancer. January 24th. Really? It's age 39. Mm. She actually um, was actually quite sad. She actually did all of her voice acting while still going through therapy to finish the game. Otherwise, it, it, the the voice actress for uh, Lady Dimitrescu. Mm-hmm. Yep, Janet Mouse. That it's Maggie Robertson. No. Yep, Janet Mouse. Maggie Robertson voiced her. Janet Mouse, Navid. I'm I'm looking right now. The voice actress is Maggie Robertson. article are you looking at she, no that no she voiced one of the daughters that's not what i'm looking at yeah Jan, janet mouse yeah janet mouse. yeah she voiced one of the daughters i did hear about that it, it was very much a tragedy mm, that's not what i'm seeing yeah she voiced one of the daughters No, she voiced the. She voiced all three of the daughters in the in the, in the game. I mean, you're right that a voice actor from Resident Evil Eight did die, but not uh, the voice actor for uh, Lady uh, Demetrescu. Zach, put the sword down. So Zach has uh, retreated into himself. Get out of that turtle. <laughs> Stop invading that turtle shell. Get out of there. 
Zach. <laughs> Zach, come back to us. All right, he's gone. He, he's gone. He's gone. So, Kendra the Embraced. Yeah. Um, it was originally a show developed for, uh, well, not really for, but uh, kind of focused on the actor C. Thomas Howell. He was like the, the main character. He was your end character. But I don't know why, but he decided to act a certain way that like. Wait, was he the detective? He was the detective. Okay. And he um, is a bit overacting in it. Yeah, so there's a reason and, why that wouldn't work in Vampire the Masquerade. Well, he was the point of view character to I know. learn all this stuff. But but they could have done that with him as a vampire? Mm, yes. You, you got to think about the time period. So you, you want to have a non-vampire character to learn the world of the vampire. That's not what happens in Vampire that's, the Masquerade. That's great. Guess what? It's loosely based on it. Okay. It literally so has terminology and glance from Vampire the Masquerade. I know. But still. It is a bullshit so me, series. So let me go. So they kind of moved the focus of the show to uh, the actor that played Julia Luna, who is the prince of the city. Um, prince means uh, the leader of the Camarilla in the city. And Baron means the leader of the Anarchs in the city or an area. He was the Bruhaha. <laughs> I've lost them both. <laughs> that man was a Bruha? Yeah. Hang on, let me double check. But, um... What the fuck? That man, no. I may have got it wrong. Yeah, because that man does not say Bruja at all. That is a man who is either a Toreador or a Ventru. Ventru. He was a Ventru. Okay, yeah. there we go. So <laughs> that makes more sense than Bruja. He no, no, I like I got it. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Zach, you gonna come back? But yeah, he. Dude. So yeah, he you know. You back? <laughs> no, nah, the the show was cool. Uh it was it was pretty cool for when it came out. Uh there was only a few episodes done. Eight episodes. Sadly, the one that made the show worth watching. Uh, tragically died. Um, and I think the show could have lasted longer with uh, him more as the focus, which they uh, did do. Because I think it's, you know, it was going to be, uh, it, it was really a lot of the politics of the vampires and stuff. And, um, they did when the show first started, Julian was a villain, but then they kind of like not too like abruptly 
well, not really say abruptly. It wasn't like ham fisted when they made that switch with him, you know, but, uh, it, it was a cool show. Like, was it perfect? No. Was it, you know, the, the, the show that a lot of the fans of uh, Vampire and the Masquerade was hoping to get, it wasn't, but for like, you know, you can watch it. It's all, uh, you can find pretty much all the episodes on YouTube. Uh, the first episode is not the best, <laughs> but, um, I, I recommend, you know, if you just want to hang out, watch something, it's not phenomenal, but it's something to watch. On the bright side, uh, for $30, you get, uh, you can get, uh, the box set, which is the cheapest way to get the book of Nod. So if you want the book of Nod, you can, uh, buy the series and yeah. Is it on Blu-ray? No, it's on a DVD. Mm. But the Book of Nod's cool. Mm. It's an epic poem. Cool. It's the epic poem that details the fall of Cain and uh, the creation of kindred society. Mm. So it's worth getting just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. I think if you wouldn't have heard bad things about the show. Dad, I've seen some of that show mm. and it is awful. I think if you wouldn't have heard no. thing, yeah. I, I know you. Yeah. No. Okay. See. I know him. I know how he gets with these things. No, I saw some of that show a while ago when mm. I first got into vampires. I was like, oh, cool. There's mm-hmm. a show. I watched it. I was like, this is horrible. Mm. This is nothing like the game. Like I said, even, and I even knew stuff about the game because remember I had the cards. Oh yeah. You threw away. Uh, I didn't throw them away. The, you still have the eternal struggle. I mean, that, that was the name of the card. Oh, Jihad was Jihad. the previous. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't throw it away. Where are they? I sold them. So you don't have them. As I name. met somebody and I wanted to take them out. And I was like, I'm going to sell these cards and I want to look kind of cool that I'm being cool with her brother and his friends. On the bright side, there's a new edition of Kindred, the, uh, the eternal struggle you can get. Mm. It's like a hundred bucks though. Mm. You can get it. You call that girl mom. So. <laughs> <clears throat> right. Yeah. Anyway, Kendra the Guys Embraced do stupid is things. a uh, shit series. If you're a fan of uh, Vampire the Masquerade, don't watch it. Contact There's... me though, and we can set up a game. <laughs> mm. I would like to run a game or be in a game, preferably be in a game of Vampire the Masquerade, as I recently created a pretty neat character. Mm. A Nosferatu detective. Called Similac? And I called him Fletcher Marlowe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's a bit of a, he's a gumshoe. Mm. My favorite Nosferatu style vampire is uh, 
in uh, what we do in the shadows. Ether. Yeah. I thought we were going to say the uh, the Werner Herzog movie or the uh, Willem Dafoe movie. That's pretty cool. I need to watch both of them. Mm. I've heard both are really good. Mm. I like the spin on the uh, Willem Dafoe one. Mm-hmm. It it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely Willem Dafoe. I'll tell you that right now. Definitely Willem Dafoe, and definitely uh, I just had his name, John Malkovich. Yes, Zach, you're being uncomfortably Malkovich. quiet. I am John Malkovich. I will outact you. So, um, for the heck of it, because I have a couple people yeah. that um, actually make little videos, nothing major. Yeah. Um, I did go ahead and uh, got TikTok. Okay. Yeah. I started following this this one one dude on it, and uh, I made one recent fairly okay video. Um, I'm kidding. That video is great. He did a really cool video with. Um, He's he's doing an impersonation of uh, Werner Herzog in Mandalorian. It's not an impression. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> it's just me lip syncing to it because I thought it'd be a a, a weird short video to make. Because on a uh, TikTok, uh, it, there's this uh, thing where they took the line from uh, the Mandalorian of "I would like to see the baby," and I just uh, put the caption of "When Werner Herzog wants to see the baby." Mm, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And that's what happened. <laughs> when, 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 Did you see my recent video though? The um the X2 one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very entertaining. Yeah. I, I was watching the movie and like I, I get to the scene uh at the end where uh literally Striker's like, Who's the real villain here? Who? And I'm just like, Yes, who's the real villain? You who kidnapped a school full of children or that child with a blue tongue? Who? The little monster. T- tell 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 me. Tell me this moral dilemma. Who who's the real villain here? The one who kidnapped children, or just a child with a blue tongue who did nothing? Tell me, Zach. Who's the real villain here? He has regressed into a shell. What the hell? All right. So, alrighty. I would like to thank everybody for listening to the show. Then go for checking in. Yes. We uh. We appreciate every one of you for listening. We appreciate your patience in uh, the last uh, few weeks that we haven't had episodes up. As we said, uh, you know, life happened in its own crazy little ways. Uh, life did happen. Yeah. Um, don't get COVID. It sucks. Yeah. But uh, you know what you folks should do? Ooh, what you, should they do? They should follow us on our socials. On Instagram, we are at lobby underscore boys underscore podcast. Uh, email us at lobbyboyspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at lobbyboyspod or on Facebook in the group Lobby Boys Podcast. Special thanks to our cover artist, uh, Daniel White. Follow him on Instagram at birds in boxes. And what's that? You do have a voice, Zach. Yes, Zach. Say say what it is. I'm not going to read that. But uh, follow our uh, our musical artist for the awesome 
theme. Uh, nothing but stars inside. Follow at uh, nothing but stars inside at bank dot bandcamp dot com or follow on Instagram at uh, nothing but stars inside. And follow our Twitch, which um, Zach, I didn't quite see that. Why don't you tell our people what our Twitch is? Yes, Zach, what is, what is our Twitch? Yes, what is our Twitch, Zach? We're not ending the episode until you tell people what our Twitch is. We will sit in uncomfortable silence until Zach will tell what the switch is. The Twitch is. The Twitch. That was the biggest brain malfunction I've ever had in my life. What the fuck happened? You can follow us on our gaming channel on Twitch at Lobby Boys ZTN. That's L O B B Y B O Y S Z T N. Currently, uh, we've been streaming Returnal, and I'll be uh, getting back up with that very soon. I had to collect the last Sunface Fragment, uh, which I have recently done, so stay tuned. For whenever we go live again, we will finish the game and go and finish it. That was pretty enthusiastic, Zach. Yeah, Zach. We, uh, we have some uh, some cool things coming up. We have, some, um, we have some projects in the works. We're going to yes. get those uh, up and done here, and uh, we think you folks will for sure enjoy them. Uh, but yes. thank you for listening. Little, little extras, little, little extra spice on the extras. Well, sprinkles. With that today, uh, this has been uh, the prodigal son, uh, Naveed. Uh, Jeanette Mouse, in fact. Did not play uh, Lady D. She. Um, I was fed bad information. Um, she, in fact, played the witches. Y- yes, the, the three uh, daughters. And sadly died. Yes. She was 39 yeah. from colon cancer. That's what I said. And I have been the now defeated Zach. And I am the recovering Terry. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And it is good to be back with you, folks. And glad it's great to have you back. Gr- Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's good to finally be uh, giving and you. every holiday out there imaginable. To be giving in you. In the month of December. To be giving you folks. Would you uh, stop stepping on <laughs> It's good to be back and uh, giving folks uh, good uh, good content. Uh, aside from whatever ramble you folks were getting on. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll be back episode zach or any other zach after. stop it we finally got the wheels back on the road and now we're you going know, uh, and now we're... you know as i was uh just coming back you know what i saw i saw